Welcome to the first episode of Access EDU, a podcast dedicated to raising awareness of accessibility issues and efforts in higher education. I'm Megan Fogel, and I'm here to help you understand the importance behind accessibility and how it can impact the day-to-day lives of your students, faculty, and staff wherever you're teaching. Today I'm joined by Jessica Phillips, a senior instructional designer within our Office of Distance Education and E-Learning here at OSU, and we're going to talk about how this podcast came to be and what it aims to teach you. Jessica has been researching and advocating for accessibility in UDL for a while now. So I have kind of a funny pathway through working through this concept. So I started out just with a lot of questions myself about accessibility um, in my work as an instructional designer when I was designing courses for um, for another university. And through asking a lot of those questions and finally getting some answers, I was able to sort of see how all of this plays together in course design and how accessibility can really impact the experience of our students in online classes, but in any situation, really. Um, and then I started to think about, well, gosh, you know, when you're designing with accessibility in mind, you're really improving the experience for everyone, which started getting me interested in universal design for learning and um, just universal design in general and thinking about how a course or a module or a product, anything uh, works for the widest audience possible. So here I am now at Ohio State helping to think through what accessibility means in our online programs here. And um, it's been it's been really interesting kind of going down this path. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've kind of gone under Jessica's experience a little bit and just started learning about this in the past year and a half, maybe, and um, started speaking about it and just really researching all of the different ways that this plays into higher education. Um, So I want to go back to what you said about UDL and accessibility. I think sometimes people get confused that those are separate, but they're also so related, and what is your take on that? That's a really, really good question. I think they do often get confused, although they are related. So universal design is more of the broader, hey, how can we make this work for a a very wide audience, the widest audience possible? So that takes into consideration things like um, differences in how people like to communicate, differences in attention span, differences in how people learn, and um, whereas accessibility takes into account specifically students or learners of any kind with, um, with disabilities, like vision disabilities, cognitive disabilities, hearing disabilities, mobility issues. And so all of those things together really um, feed into this larger picture of universal design. So when you think about universal design, you are, in effect, thinking about accessibility mm-hmm. just because of the nature of it. Right. Sometimes I think of it as universal design for learning kind of gives us the language to talk about the the specifics of accessibility in a way. I think it really gets to the why. Yeah. Because the why is really how can we make this work, engage different kinds of learners, be inclusive in the way that we're designing our courses or designing our website. And so when you're thinking that way, that gives you a story to tell that relates to accessibility as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been thinking about this and speaking across campus about this and kind of figuring out who's already thinking about it. Um, And what we found is, especially because we work specifically in our online degree programs, um, and we found that there are a lot of people that are thinking about it across 
the campus community across all of higher education in this country. Um, and what I noticed was there, there's so many resources out there, it's hard to kind of tie it together and find exactly what you need to answer your specific question, especially because universities have different policies on this. But what I found was there wasn't really a podcast or um, awareness effort larger focusing on the why. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's very technical and new standards coming out and new, um, new software and those kind of things. But to really get at the larger audience of why this is something that everybody should be thinking about. And so that's kind of what this podcast is here to do. And I hope that I'll be able to explore some really cool topics, bring in some storytellers, um, talk about students specifically with disabilities and interview them. So Jessica, I wanted to ask you a little bit, um, framing not necessarily at Ohio State, but since this is kind of what we think, what is our philosophy on, on this? Maybe the, we talk sometimes about proactive versus reactive. Yes, so that's, that's a really good question. We are trying to move toward being very proactive about universal design. So thinking about, hey, I'm at the very start of a project. How can I, or a course design, how can I think this through to reach a wide audience of learners from the very beginning rather than getting all the way through my project or all the way through my course design and having to go back and think about that? That often creates more work. And daunting. it's daunting and it makes us feel a little bit overwhelmed and perhaps even feel negative about the whole mm -hmm. prospect of creating something that is more accessible and more usable. So yeah, our, our approach has definitely been to try to be proactive. I think the other piece of our approach is that all of the resources of like step-by-step -step guides and checklists and here's how you do this and you do that are really only useful if you understand, like you said, the why. Why mm -hmm. is this so important? What is the world like for students who learn in non-traditional ways or students who have vision disabilities or hearing disabilities. And um, so one of the suggestions I always make is to find a way to learn more about the experiences mm -hmm. of those individuals. Absolutely. And um, that will help you to get to the why this is all important in the first place. Yeah. yeah, and it helps you as you're analyzing your content and your materials as well, because if you're looking at it just as a checklist and as like an automated type of thing, you're really missing the whole manual eye-to-eye -eye type mm -hmm. of check that you need to make to, that, to make sure your content is accessible. I call it the, the human check. Yeah. So step back and look at it as a human being mm -hmm. and think about if I were someone with a vision disability, what would the experience be? Mm -hmm. With a hearing disability, someone who just maybe doesn't like learning in an auditory mm -hmm. way, what would the experience be? Just right. stepping back and thinking about all of those different, different people. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we kind of hound on the idea that as we use technology more and more, especially in education, it we kind of lose touch of that there are humans interacting between a screen. And so we have to we have to use that human aspect and really think this is an individual that might have different needs than me, um, try and interact with the material in the same way or in a different way. Yeah, one of the one of my favorite stories that always gives me goosebumps is the one about a blind mother who mm -hmm. went to the doctor and her, her doctor printed out a 3D printout of her baby's ultrasound mm -hmm. so that she could feel her baby. Right. And that is so powerful. And I think that that really opened my eyes to the possibilities that are out there mm -hmm. and how I really need to be thinking yeah. about the people that are coming into my classes and how to give them that human experience that is equivalent to that of their classmates mm -hmm. and to just provide that kind of a inclusive environment. Right. And we're kind of here to say that it's not like the doctor probably knew that that was something they would figure out how to do or that that could be an option. 
you don't have to have the answer right away, but you have to work to to find it. And sometimes, what's the statistic, especially on um, college campuses, like one in five students don't report their disability right. um, yeah. to disability services. And so keeping in mind that there's different reasons for that. Sometimes there's stigma, sometimes they're unaware. Um, but Sometimes knowing, they just hope that they can work through a class yeah. without needing to rely on their accommodations. Mm-hmm. And if we're thinking about that in the design, that's quite possible that they could do that. Right. And that's why it's so important to be proactive with that design and with with any content you put, whether it's in a, in a class or on a website, um, the more thought you put into it, the better it's going to benefit everyone. Um, yeah. The benefiting everyone is a really good yeah. point. One of my favorite statistics is that... of people who use captions don't Mm -hmm. have a hearing disability because captions are just useful. They're helpful in so many circumstances. And so that's a really good example of how thinking about accessibility improves the experience for everyone. Right, absolutely. So the other thing that we we mention all the time is that this, it can seem daunting. It's a lot of new stuff to think about if you haven't thought about it before. True. Um, But there are so many resources. Even just here at Ohio State, we've compiled so many resources in a few different places and they're kind of getting at frequently asked questions sometimes they're getting at the more technical stuff sometimes it's it's very specific and sometimes there's even consultations available but that information is also widely available on on the general internet um, there's just so many answers out there for this and because people really are in the past maybe 10 years starting to ask these questions and figure out those answers Yes, it's, it's really easy to get into sort of a state of paralysis because mm-hmm. there's so much information out there. So when you go to find the answer to one question related to accessibility, it can feel just very overwhelming. So I would encourage everyone to just look at small ways that they can move things forward to get started um, rather than trying to change everything overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think that finding some of the best resources that are out there, like webaim.org is a great resource that has a lot of information, but it's also pretty user-friendly. Our own OD Resource Center has great information. The Accessible Classroom Technologies Wiki that's put together by the Digital Accessibility Center. So there's some good resources that you can go to to get a lot of information. But again, it's really important to kind of find that low-hanging fruit, find the stuff that would be the mm-hmm. easiest to make accessible and design universally first. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we think it's important just to kind of get versed in in what this is about and why it's important and that that's kind of what we're here to expose um, so that it is easier to try and find those answers if you do run into a more technical issue later on. Um, so this will be a, one of the shorter podcasts just as an introduction and I'm hoping to have some really cool interviews coming up soon. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Any stories? Anything like that? Um, I would just say I was recently at the um, Online Learning Consortium Conference in New Orleans, which was fantastic. And what was most exciting to to me about the the conference was that the last session of the last day, I had a presentation I was giving on universal design and accessibility, and I expected maybe five people to show up. It's like the very last session of the day. But... The room was packed full. Mm -hmm. There were probably 70 plus people in there to hear about universal design and accessibility from all over the country. And I felt really reassured by that, that this is definitely something that people want to know more about. And so I think that this podcast that you're doing gives some really good um, access to information and stories and in in an engaging way, which is really fun. 
A big thanks to Jessica for letting me talk to her about UDL and accessibility, and thanks for tuning in. There's more to come and plenty of resources available to explore. Access EDU was created and produced by employees of The Ohio State University. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of their employer.